Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy Mob. Today, I have a very special guest, just a little north than I am, and everyone seems to think that I'm really north, and I'm, I'm not, but I have the one, the only, the oh-so-special Mr. Mike Curry with me from the Steel Auto Group. Hey, Mike, thanks for taking the time to jam with me. Yeah, no, thank you. Hey, Mike, I thought it'd be kind of fun to kick off our conversation today with an origin story. I know, you know, for a lot of us, we get into this business one of two ways. Either we kind of fumbled our way into it or we were born into it. So I'd love to hear your story. Mike, how did you start in this crazy little world we call the automotive space? Sure. I actually started in the business as an auto mechanic. That would have been 25 years ago. So I was class 1995. And then I got into dealing with uh, being like part-time service advisor while I was a technician. And then that morphed into sales. And 25 years later, here I am. I'm general manager at uh, Steel uh, Hyundai, part of the Steel Auto Group. And as well, we have the uh, Genesis franchise here in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. So uh, that's crazy. I mean, how, how do you go from kind of the back of the dealership to the front? When was that transition? And I'm just curious, was it just like one day you're like, eh, I'm ready to put my wrenches away and I want to go sell cars? How did that, how did that go down for you? It, it, it kind of, I, uh, and maybe disillusioned or illusioned. I was just, I just wanted to do something a little bit different. And I, uh, I kind of admired the sales team. They seemed to, uh, be oh so chill. Maybe that's not really what it was like when I became a salesperson, mind you. But, you know, they're driving the nice cars and hanging out. And I was like, wow, I, I want to be that. I want to do that. So it just kind of, it was over time. It's not like it happened overnight. Um, but over, it was a gradual progression along the way. So now you know what it's funny. I was just uh, I was just posting something earlier today on LinkedIn about kind of your your first right, and and I remember my first car my first car deal right. It was a 1996 uh, two door Ford Escort Escort hatchback with a manual transmission and no air conditioning. Um, <laughs> do you, yeah. Mike, do you remember what your first one was or one of your first? I would say one of my one of my first well interesting story because what my I was working for a um, small independent you know used car lot in in sales and uh, and then I went to um, a Volkswagen store but I was heavy heavy into some we were selling used Japanese cars primarily at this used car place and so my first car that I sold at a Volkswagen store was a 1996 uh, Honda Civic. So it was kind of like a, <laughs> it, uh, it ended up being a used car and, and it was uh, a Honda Civic that had been traded in at the Volkswagen store. So, you know, I, did, did, they, did they cut your tie? I'm just curious, did they cut your tie when you sold I, yours? You know what? We Now I've done that to other people throughout the years, but, uh, but no one cut my tie at the time. I think back then, um, 
I I'm not even sure we were wearing ties at the at the time. I think we're more like a golf shirt sort of store, and uh, especially with VW, they got so much VW swag. So. <laughs> now you know i i think it's actually really cool that we used to do stuff like that right because i mean it really kind of celebrated the event and you know i was i was commenting because i was at a dealership the other day and i this this young salesperson which you know i mean frankly and you know this too it's, it's hard to get younger new blood kind of into our space you know they yeah. had worked really hard to complete this first deal in fact almost everything that could have gone wrong with this deal potentially did go wrong with the deal so it was a great <laughs> first deal for them right and you know they he finally got it and just was just excited beyond belief but then nobody around them was really kind of celebrating it so i kind of had to jump in i'm like look we got to take a moment and oh, just yeah. remember this and i think what it is is kind of as an industry we get super close to our day-to-day -day operations and we forget i mean you remember selling your 96 honda civic like yeah that chest was a little higher right you're like oh, yeah. wow man i can do this now thousands of cars later right <laughs> so, yeah but you guys have done such an amazing job of creating culture within your dealership and you know we connected the two of us on linkedin it seems like almost several years ago actually it's been it's yeah. been a little while yeah. But I've always seen these cool posts that you guys have about, you know, kind of your culture and your dealership. And I'm just kind of curious, is, is, is that something that was more kind of that came about organic or did you really kind of push to create the culture within the dealership? I think for me, it's uh, I think it's well, it's daily. It's got to be top of mind and, and conscious uh, of it. But I feel like you can get lost in the day to day pretty easy in this business. And you can get pulled in 5,000 directions and all that sort of stuff. But just trying to get everyone to, to remember that these people are buying like maybe their first car, maybe their 10th car, whatever. But trying to create an experience that's like nowhere else they're going to find. And one thing that we'll do, and, and I don't mean this as a knock at any other dealers, like there's fantastic dealers out there. But what I find is that we work hard on consciously creating a vibe because a lot of stores I walk into there, I really feel like they're like the morgue and I feel like everyone's kind of heads down. And I find that even as a dealer that's been in, you know, hundreds of dealers, I find that even almost intimidating. So I think, well, how, how would a customer feel? So we try to create something both in our service and our sales side of, you know, trying to be in the customer's shoes. And like, you know, if you ever walked into a retail clothing store and everyone's hanging out, talking about the night before and they're not there ready to serve, well, we want to be ready to serve. We want to be, whether they come through the door to buy a bolt or find our service department or whatever, or buy a car, used car, new car, we want to make sure that we create a really upbeat experience for that client and that's kind of what we do so i always joke i always say okay let's put the music on but let's maybe turn it up a little too high so a lot of people say oh you guys always sound like you have a party going on right well we we create that that's what we do because we want people to have fun we want people to remember the experience and that's what we try to create every day is it conscious top mind yeah, we talk about it all the time. 
all the time. You know, I love the fact that you had a word for it, right? Like you called it the vibe. And I've never had a word for it. But but the second you said that, I was like, yeah, you're 100% right. I, 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 like you, have been in hundreds of dealerships. And and you're 100% right. You can walk right into a dealership and you just get this vibe of either it's good or it's bad or it almost feels stale like there's just like a lack of energy in the place and and i find that you know you can get your team jacked up like saturdays easy right get get them in there get them motivated and like you can kind of push energy throughout the entire day but it's the monday through fridays that I see where it really kind of struggles. And I know, especially going into Q4 now, which is our slower time of the year, it's going to get cold. It's going to get really cold for you guys. Um, it's, this white stuff's going to start covering the entire ground and there's lack of sun and vitamin D. And it's like, so it's like, I feel like I, you almost have to like process your way to, to the vibe. It's like the vibe process. That's what I think I'm going to call it. So uh, can you give me a kind of a couple examples that you have kind of processed out to ensure that, you know, that that vibe is always kind of consistent at your dealership? Well, the the thing is heads up. So no matter whoever, like greetings, like instantaneous greetings to clients that walk in, like every single time, no exceptions, whoever you are in the store. So it can be anybody. So that goes right through the whole dealership. And that's that's the number one, you know, secret to the recipe, I guess, right? So. Well, because it, it's a first impression. <laughs> and and yeah. that first impression is everything. I got to ask you because I phone a lot of dealerships. And yes. Mike, I have to admit, uh, <laughs> oh, man, sometimes you get, sometimes I'll say a lot of times I get that person on the phone that just literally sounds like they would rather be in 15 other places than where they yeah. are right now. And I'm just kind of curious, like, how, like for, for you guys, your, your phone policy, because, you know, I know it's a little tiny thing, but I'm still amazed how many dealerships yeah. out there don't have one. But I'm pretty confident you probably do. What is that? What does that oh, kind of yeah. phone policy look like for you? Well, for us, well. Obviously, you know, sure. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but just making sure to answer and make sure to always be smiling. So we we do kind of like we bring things like the phone, you know, I want to call it phone training, but like we we used to have the stickers on the phones that literally said smile when you answer the phone, right? Like, you know, right down to that point. But it's a matter of uh, making sure that we're prepared. So what we do is a lot of work with the people that are going to be receptions relatively easy. Like, you know, I mean, they're reception friendly and, and all that sort of thing. It's just making sure that our salespeople are prepared. So we go over all our programs. So we have certain little flyers that we do up. So we put them out there on social media. We're a little bit into social media in case anyone noticed or not. We get a lot of a lot of our activity is driven by social media. And uh, so we need to make sure that that experience, so whatever we're putting out there online has to line up with whatever's happening in the store. And I, we I think do, that's awesome. like it's a yeah, preparation, do right? 
What's that? Yeah. It's all about preparation. Like yeah. you have to be prepared for the customer. Like if 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 yeah. we have the goal and objective to actually want to knock that first impression out of the park, we can't half-ass it or just kind of no. jump into it with no plan or thoughts or our strategy to it like you actually have to be prepared now you touched up on something that i want to go into because it was kind of the reason that we got connected into this conversation and you know it's like you guys have you guys have had a, a pretty long commitment to social media in fact i'm not 100 percent sure how long so let's actually start with that you know how how long has this commitment to social media been for you and and you know curious why? Why'd you guys decide to jump into it? Now, for me, like I have a long, long, long legacy of social media. I was in the social media and car dealerships before it was cool. Um, but, um, you know, I took over this store. It'll be uh, three years. Well, it'll be three years in February. So it's been a little bit of a, a journey. And I hired, um, I had the opportunity to bring on a uh, one of my uh, managers, keen managers. And uh, we started on sort of a social media journey previous to being here. Um, they just, you know, it just wasn't a priority or whatever, right? It's like, no, it doesn't matter for whatever reasons, but it just wasn't. And, uh, and it's something that I believed in because of the fact that I've had great results with it over the years, right? And, um, and so we just came up with more of a I don't know, I call it more of a social media strategy. But the thing that works in any business, whatever you're into, is daily consistency over long periods of time, right? So it's like, you know, there's no secret to it, but developing the culture to get people to do it, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time out of your day. For me, I have some fun with it. So, you know, I'll have to admit, for me, it's probably easier to direct that at the store because you know i'm kind of i don't know i don't want to call it a hobby but i i like you know i like building campaigns i like doing a lot of the stuff myself i like learning about uh you know how to make youtube videos and you know how google works and like you know i got onto google my business like recently and it was like I don't know if I was under a rock or just happened to find it, but it's just incredible, this resource that's sitting right there, thanks to uh, Google, love them or hate them, but it's just this huge traffic by, you know, that was just sitting there. So, so it's an evolutionary process. And I would say that right now where we're almost three years in, we've, we've gotten We've gone down a process which is getting us consistent results month after month after month. And that really is kind of the, uh, the the biggest kind of starting point for a lot of dealerships, right? I think a lot of people go like, I love what, you know, Mike does up there and I love what the dealership does. I love what the group does. The group does actually does a good job um, mm -hmm. as well. You know, but I get asked a lot of questions like, but how do I get started? You know, and I think you nailed it, right? It, it's literally just the doing part. Like, you know, everyone wants to, everybody thinks that you got to like create this amazing monster silver bullet of a strategy, you know, before you can pick up a phone and, and type something or take a picture. It's like, but, but that's not the case. You just, 
you just got to start to do and the, but then you create the routine of doing and the routine of the doing i think is probably the biggest hurdle for any anybody out there yeah. that is trying to get into social media or embrace it for their but then i find the second part is kind of understanding you know why they're doing it the way that they're doing it right so then it's this yeah. it's it's first thing is just doing second thing is creating the routine you know kind of that third part is then really kind of understanding you know what is kind of our expectations out of what can we expect to get out of the time and effort that we're going to put into it and then and then once when to your point mike like once the once the uh, routine is there then you can start putting in some cool strategies and having some fun with campaigns and stuff like that and actually i'm curious that's a good question for you is, uh, name me one of your favorite campaigns that you've run in the last few years and uh you know why was it your favorite <laughs> You see, you already gave wow. so I know you. Which you know, I know you know which one it was. <laughs> well, it's just, there's not just one, but one thing that's kind of fun that we do is so I have this one sales guy, Johnny. So um, it's not me, but anyways, he uh, he does. We call them Johnny specials because he does up the ads, but he does these almost like cartoon like ish ads. And he always wants to do some crazy giveaway with it. So whether it's like big TVs or he always wants to give away stuff, right? So we had, you know, one in particular, one last last year. It's just on a Tucson all-wheel drive sort of thing. It's big like a 60-inch TV. So we bring in the TVs and all that sort of stuff. And people are like, they're psyched for them. Like they had, like we have a lot of fun with some of those Johnny specials. And some of them, it's just the wording he uses they're a little edgy like they're just some of them are pretty outrageous like it's like can we do that and we're like ah what the hell right it's a saturday or it's a, you know and sometimes it'll be a lost leader right like you know we might not make any money but if we sell that specific car or whatever if we have four or five of them and we want to make them go away it's like okay well let's put the johnny special on those five cars and they'll be gone right we're like well worst case scenario they'll all be gone by the end of the weekend. Right. You know? And, uh, and, and so it's kind of like the worst is, is the best, but, but we do some, uh, we do some cool stuff. Like right now we're sponsoring local hockey team. Um, so when they win for 48 hours afterwards, invoice pricing, right? So, you know, it's like, uh, um, you know, might not be a big money maker if they win, but it's a it's a lot of fun, and we'll get cars over the curve, and people well, and fun is the keyword. Responding one, <laughs> right? Like, like fun <laughs> really is the keyword here. So I, th I, th I think a lot of people think like it's like they almost think too much into it, right? Like, mm -hmm. like the idea behind putting together a social campaign should be that it generates energy and fun for both the staff and the customers. I, I do find it kind of has to be kind of both of them together right if the two of them have fun yeah. but then also it, it, it's got to be it's got to be relevant to your audience look i mean how local of a perfect campaign is that you know it's like if these guys win we're doing invoice pricing you know it's it, yeah. it's it's you know it's no different than i think you know like when we used to go to the baseball games or something like that and if they won you got your ticket was redeemable for like a free piece of pizza 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 or something like that like it's just yeah, it, it's yeah. just a, it's a good fun just social campaign but you have to know your audience to dive into it now speaking of social it was kind of what we wanted to jump on this call with and talk about yeah. is is you sent me 
this little guy. Oh, Let's get a good look at that. This little guy right here. <laughs> so uh, this is a cool campaign. Um, this is, there, I think there's a lot to this campaign. It, it's probably more branding than it is. It's not necessarily marketing, you know? This is more of a branding play. It's, it's connecting with others and something that's super important to you, but I'll kind of let you explain. Um, what is the deal, Mike, with these super, yeah, so, super cute bears? <laughs> so this is a uh, Steel Auto Group campaign. So, uh, and this is, this goes back, this is our sixth year doing this as a, uh, as an auto group. And the basics are between a certain period of time, the specific to the teddy bears is between October, uh, September 8th and October 24th. We donate $50 for every new and used retail vehicle in, um, in all our stores. We have 41 dealerships. Uh, and that goes to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So we're linked up with them. As well as that $50, one of those bears gets donated to a patient. So every so it's $50 donation plus plus they get a um, they get a bear. So it's a it's a really cool campaign. So in the last five years, because we're in year, we're in the thick of year number six. We've uh, raised as an auto group uh, $511,000 so far. And so beyond that, e every store um, puts on certain campaigns. So you'll see on a lot of our social media that, and one thing as an auto group, we're very, very dedicated to social media and you know, which many people probably already know. And we do have a team and we do have a, a strategy in place, which, uh, which we'll, we'll do as a, uh, a group oftentimes because we can make a lot more impact by having us all work together on, uh, on a campaign like this. And uh, so you'll see all kinds of crazy contests that contribute to this, to this money, I including we have uh, Tracy Scanlon who uh, heads up our uh, um, steel leasing department but she was uh, previously at our, our Ford dealership and she was uh, named woman of the year for mm -hmm. leukemia and lymphoma society. And she, and she, she raised herself over, over $26,000. I mean, we're um, big, big money. And the interesting thing is that we have a reception, part-time receptionist here at our own dealership here at Steel Hyundai, who actually, she just came back, just started last week back from six months of uh, treatment for leukemia. So, and when we start looking around the group, there's a, there are few others that are affected by this, uh, this disease, by this cancer. And it's interesting because with their research, there's direct impact. Like the survival rates are just unbelievably high. And, you know, so it's exciting for us as a dealer and as an auto group that we get to be part of that. It's like, we're, you know, not just selling cars, we're making an impact on the, uh, on the community and on people's lives and making lives better for so many people and having some, having some fun do it, doing it. People love the bears. They can also buy the bears. Like we'll sell them for $10 each or for donations or, or what have you. Right. So, 
Well, I'm just going to say these bears are insanely cute. So anybody out there that has kids, <laughs> my kids are so looking forward to playing with this. In fact, I told them they couldn't for the last week until I did this video with you because I was concerned <laughs> it was going to get dirty. So they're so excited after school today. They get to play with this bear. Um, but, but I mean, Mike, um, it, it, it's one thing to be, you know, in the community. It's, it's another thing to be a part of the community. And I find that, you know, dealerships have always kind of struggled to figure that one out, right? You know, it's yeah. like, you know, they'll, 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 they'll take a car and they'll put it at the shopping mall. They're like, no, nah, we're, we're in the community. No, you're not. Uh, well, well we, we parked a truck at the local rib fest. Well, okay, that's cool, but that's not being in the community. Like, it, it, I think it's, it's our kind of responsibility um, as a business, you know, given the gifts that we have, you know, to not just be in the community, but really be a part of it and to contribute and it's to contribute. And, you know, I find dealers really kind of struggle with this one of to figuring out like, how do they contribute? Because sometimes it's, it's, it's almost too easy just to kind of cut a check and hand it yeah. over, but it's a lot more meaningful when we bring our entire culture and our entire business into the contribution uh, or the, uh, the the contribution, the charity that we're trying to sponsor. So here's my kind of question for you is like dealerships out there that are thinking of doing this, you know, how would you say they kind of get started? What are, what are kind of the two or three things that they need to think about, you know, to really be um, a part of the community, not just in the community? Well, I think like as a, as an auto group, and I can only, uh, you know, speak to our auto group, is that sometimes people lose sight of the fact that we're a family-run business. We're just really, really big. So we are the, you know, I'm a family guy. Our president, Kim Day, you know, she's kid, family, you know, our VPs and all, all the people that we have worked for us. So we, we are the fabric of the community. Like we have over 2,000 uh, employees in uh in all the atlantic provinces and so we're we're out there so we already impact a lot of lives and families just by being right so i think as you know what i'd recommend even if it's an independent or a dealer group or whatever it is but just to to you know kind of spread that message right so for us we do a lot of stuff collectively so what something like this does is if you want to make a big impact is go and contact someone like the leukemia and lymphoma society or whatever you know some might have special meaning to an individual if someone's had a heart attack maybe the heart stroke foundation or or what whatever it is but with the realization that as a giant you know or a big family run business that you can make an impact and, and when you bring everyone together, so what we do is, as a group, it, it may sound strange, like, you know, sometimes you think like there's 41 dealers, but we're actually all very close, like, you know, from a, from a GM and the executives and, and a lot of, I know a lot of the um, employees at various stores, you know, so it's, it, it really has a more, I don't know, kind of a family vibe or whatever. Like we we do communicate a lot uh, throughout throughout the group. So I I would recommend anyone, you know, to just you know just start somewhere, 
but to get affiliated with something like this. Now, where, where we do make a big impact with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, well, they're happy to help. Let's just put it that way. They're very, very supportive of our uh, fundraising efforts. And they're coming out to the dealerships and they'll come and do seminars. They'll do whatever you want to help. You know, so it's really, you know, all of a sudden you see a team and what they bring is they can tell you the actual people that you're, you're helping. So you're bringing real stories. So we have uh, Jarek's one of our, our uh, heroes. So he goes around and visits a lot of the stores and, and he's a young man that was, you know, he's a cancer survivor and, and he'll go around to the stores and, and go meet with people and he's in the cars. So we have a Porsche dealer. He loves to go and hang out at the Porsche store. And, and so we just try to, we try to get out there in the community. And, and this event happens to lead up to a huge walk. It's the light the night walk, which is a, is a national event carried out in many, many cities across the country. And this year it's going to be virtual, unfortunately, but usually at that event, there's hundreds of our own, you know, steel uh, auto group employees out there, you know, supporting the supporting the cause. Well, I, I think like, collaborating and working closely with, you know, with other brands like this is really kind of key to doing so. And, 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 and I agree with you. I, th I think what is you have to really kind of create that relationship. You know, like like I said, we're we're trying to avoid the fact of you're just going to kind of cut a check and give it over. It's like no, you really got to lean into some of these amazing causes out there. And I feel like if you lean into them, a good one will lean back into you guys, and collectively you can do some really really cool stuff together. Look, I I, I think this is just totally awesome. Like I said, my kids are so yeah. excited to have one, and uh, <laughs> nothing but just major props to you guys uh, for doing this. Like I know, I know it's towards the tail end of our time today, but before we go, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, and would love to connect with you and or the Steel Group and just kind of follow along with you guys' journey because you guys are doing so much cool stuff. And I implore anybody that's looking to get some examples of really social media and social media kind of culture. The, the Mike, uh, the team at the Hyundai dealers and just the entire group in general does a phenomenal job at it for check them out but what is the best way someone connect with you mike yeah for me it's uh email is always best for me it's just m curry m-c-u-r-r-i-e at steelauto.com s-t-e-e-l-e auto.com and um of course the uh steel auto group we have some phenomenal folks over there that are in our uh, marketing and uh, communications teams and uh, at steelauto.com, Auto, Auto, um, you can find those, uh, find those folks and, and reach out. Everyone's, you know, we're all in this together. So we're always happy to, uh, happy to share. I'm always happy to talk uh, car business uh, theory, just cause I, you know, this is not just a, uh, a job or, uh, you know, the way I make my living, but it's a bit of a, a hobby and a passion for me so <laughs> yeah. well mike thank you so much for your time today this has been a lot of fun i'm pretty confident this won't be the first or last time that we are the last time that we do this um i really look forward to having you on again here time sometime here in the future thanks so much mike i really appreciate it. you have yourself a good day thank you thanks for tuning in to the strategy mob podcast with your host jason harris don't want to miss new content 
Be sure to sign up to be a mobster at strategymob.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. 